0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stay Strong in America podcast. I am your host, Tyron Brown, here for another episode of our Mindful Mondays. If you happen to be seated in your home or at a friend's house or at a coffee shop, do me a favor, take a sheet out and feel free to take some notes. And if you're driving, please keep your eyes on the road, but please do keep your ears wide open as well, because the information I have to share with you today is going to be beneficial today and moving forward. let's jump into it, guys. Our Mindful Monday's episode today is called Your Life's Defining Moment. But first things first, your life does not have a defining moment. It can have an impactful and influential moment, but nobody can define your life but God. All right, I want you to let that sink in. Nobody can define your life but God. You have a purpose here on this earth, a calling, a meaning, or several for that matter that cannot be defined by a moment. Rather, you create moments in life and how you choose to interpret uh, those moments can lead to you making decisions that impact you for the better or worse. More importantly, your actions and beliefs will either bring you closer to the person who you truly are or create distance to appease those around you. I wanted to make this episode as a warning that when you allow yourself to be defined by a moment, it can take away from the great things you were meant to do with your life and the quality of character that lies within you. We all have greatness, genius, and talents within ourselves. Everybody does. I promise you that. And they ought to be carried out. Many times that unique, unique gift we have is not meant to be enjoyed, embraced, or appreciated by everyone. Not many people are even don't even care to know what your special unique gifts are. They might even be annoyed by it. However, that does not make your gift any less worthy. The issue we have is that we try to create an identity to appease everyone to the point we become so calibrated to the world, we lose our sense of self and abandon the uniqueness that came with ourselves, that God blessed us with, you know? So think about that. What things were unique about you that you kind of shoved underneath the rug or you suppressed so much that you almost even forgot about? Until I brought this up, ponder on that because I want you to tap into that. That's what today's episode's about. So my question for you is, do you know who you are, or at least do you remember who you who you are or wanted to be before the world disrupted your dreams? You know I have a few questions that will help you reflect on your past experiences to so you can understand how you've been defining your life over the years. But more importantly, what you can do to recalibrate yourself to be the most genuine and unique version of your inner self. Guys, we all have an inner self. Right. And we need to tap into that. That is what is going to define us over and over again. You know what what God has blessed us with. You know, and and what we do with what God has blessed us is not just a moment. I don't care what it is. Somebody, somebody could say, "Hey, you know, I got into this huge argument with my best friend, and you know that just changed my life." You know, someone could say, "I got bullied, and that changed my life completely." So, what could say something's more serious? Someone died, and that changed my life like that. The, that's what changed my life forever and define who I am today. And I can empathize with all those examples and 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 more examples than that as well. But I want you all to be careful because that could be very dangerous. You know, like I used to think that my growing up and where I grew up in Hempstead and how tough it was growing up, you know, that that defined who I am. I learned from those experiences, you know, but when you get taken out of that environment, when I had to go to college at um, I went to school in upstate New York at Binghamton University and I went there, I couldn't be defined by the environment I grew up in. And to be quite frank, some people didn't even give a damn about where I was you know what what my background was It's like you're here, you're here you know you recreate yourself every single day you know but there's a part of you that does stick with you and I think that's the uniqueness that I talk about that you were born with. You have some gifts guys and I'm, I'm gonna talk about that in a second. It could be singing, it could be acting, it could be thinking it could be wanting to do a podcast because your voice matters that's how I felt about myself you know, but there's something. That's within you. That's great and that's special. And you have to be able to tap into that. The, and, and, because that's your calling. You have a mission here on this earth. I truly believe that. If you don't, okay, that that's that's your belief. Me personally, everyone out here has a mission and a purpose. Like when I found this podcast, not when I found this podcast, but rather when I decided to do this podcast, I felt like I found a part of me that was always there. I've always enjoyed pondering on different ideas, you know, using my mind, thinking about things, um, and, but more importantly, expressing myself. And express, and through expressing myself, I consider other, other people's feelings, their thoughts, and I express on their behalf as well. And people have told me that, like, you know, you spoke to what I, I've been thinking on a daily basis, Tyrone. And I truly appreciate when I hear that because I felt that was my calling. Because certain people don't have a voice. Or they can't express things the way that you can, in a succinct, effective, impactful manner. And that's not no shade against anyone else, but we're all born with different talents and gifts. That's why you have your judges, that's why you have your lawyers, but you have your cops, but you also have your social workers. You know, then you also have your CEOs, then you also have your teachers, then you also have your pastors, you know, then you also have your ushers, yeah, you have your volunteers, you have your CEOs. But you have the executive assistants who are, trust me, at my corporate job, I understand how important an executive assistant is to that C-suite level executive that they're supporting. Everyone has a calling and a purpose in some capacity, uh, but to have a defining moment, I think we put ourselves in a box. We limit what experiences we can create, and we limit how we perceive our past experiences as well when we have a defining moment. When we have a defining moment, we say, I am this way because of this. As opposed to taking accountability for what you can become and who you were. Now, everything's within reason. Certain things were out of your control, especially when you were a child and underneath someone's rule. But what I'm saying is that moving forward, we have to choose to react to everything. Because we redefine our life every day. We don't have to, when you're def, you defined by a moment, I believe you're stuck in that moment. And you haven't, found, you haven't found your way out of that. And so everything you do is because you're in that moment. And trust me, there's certain times it's okay to be stuck in the moment. You know, you just won a championship. That's a good moment to be stuck in. You know, you just seen your family for the first time in years. That's a great moment to be stuck in. It's a daydream almost. But then you also have to look at what's happening right in front of you. And there's also the flip side of that. You could be stuck in a moment that's very traumatic. Where somebody hurt your feelings. Where you had fallen out with some of your closest friends. Where you and your parents got into a huge argument. Where you and your siblings are have gotten on bad terms. Where you and your significant other broke up. And you were expecting something more serious out of it. Um, when... <clears throat> You got into a serious car accident. You know, or you, you failed a class that could have helped you get into a top tier school or graduate from a program and get a great job. Or you felt that, or you messed up at the job interview or missed it. There's a lot of things, a lot of moments that we have in life. And if we choose to stay in those moments, whether it be good or bad, it can block blessings that we have moving forward. It will will stop us from seeing what we have in front of us and what we can do because everybody has the opportunity to do more. It's just a matter of if you want to move forward. But let's go ahead with some of these questions that I mentioned to to get you to tap back into who your inner self really is so that we can understand that we have a purpose and calling that supersedes a quote unquote defining moment. So my first question to you is who is your inner child? All right. And there's sub questions I have for this to help you understand that. But I feel like we all have an inner child within ourselves. Like, there's a little kid in us that wants to play with Legos. There's a little kid in us that wants to play in a sandbox. There's a little kid in us that likes to just bang on the drum. There's a little kid in us that likes to run outside and play manhunt. There's a little kid in us that just likes to clap and make noise. There's a little kid in us. That likes to blast music and run around crazy. I mean, we all have a little bit of that of that in us, <clears throat> and I want us to reflect on how we've evolved over time, right? Because what many psychologists say is that the foundational years, from the day you were born to age six or seven, it it that's much of how your your adult experience will go moving forward. You know, um, your your childhood is almost defined. Your childhood which affects your adulthood. Is almost created with that foundation from zero to seven years of age. So from birth to seven years of age, whatever foundation we had set up, that kind of establishes who who we ought to be. You know, and that's no excuse to say that you can't become a better person. But uh, the impact on it is, I mean, it's amazing when you when you look this stuff up. You know, a lot of us get set in our ways by that time and everything else is the evolution from that foundation, essentially. But a lot of our parents could tell us about who we were as children. But think about it for a second, about your personality or your character from age zero to seven. And I think it rages about ages seven to ten. And then a puberty, 11 to 15, middle school, crazy times. Oh, my goodness. And then 15 to 21 in high school where you get a little bit probably more serious, you know, into 21, when you, you know, you think you're an adult. And then 22 to 26, I mean, a lot of people probably graduated with their bachelor's degree by that time. <clears throat> if they were enrolled in school or they're finishing up. And a lot of people have been in their job for several years by that point. So 22 to 26, you're kind of like people may start having kids in that range. A lot of people do. Um, then there's 27 to 32. When life starts getting serious. You realize you're an adult adult. And you got to take on serious responsibilities. Then 33 to 36, you're, you're, you're like, okay, I'm an adult. I probably want a house. And, you know, children definitely, for sure, as you held off that long. I know in this generation, a lot of people are holding off into their 30s to have kids. 37 to 45, 45 55, and so on. And then I want you to think about the Myers-Briggs um, t- uh, personality test. Guys, this is, if you haven't taken a Myers-Briggs test, please take it. Because it's going to really help explain who you were at different stages of your life and how you've evolved. So, you know, there's four aspects to it. There's in terms of the personality type you can have. There's introvert or extrovert. There's intuitive or sensing. There's feeling or thinking. And it's perceiving or judging. And I can tell you I was an ENFP for the longest, but I, when I started working at, you know, working in finance... And at the jobs I'm in now, I became more of an ENFJ, you know, so judging and stopped perceiving things and started really just sticking to the cold, hard facts. I mean, I think it varies based on your experiences. But think about how that's morphed over time. And if you find yourself to be extrovert when you were younger, I know a lot of people who were extrovert when they were younger. And then because of certain circumstances in life, they became very introvert. But that, in, that extrovert person was who they really were. That brought out more of who they are. You know, I kind of find like you, the way you act and stuff is almost a manifestation of probably this inner you. Like, you know, like not to say that if you're introvert, you not you might not be an exciting, outgoing person. You may do that with people you're close with, but how you choose to carry it out. it, it just It's a reflection of what you of you and what you want to show the world. So, like, I'm an extrovert person. I'm out and about. And I've always been that way, always socializing. My mom always said, you know, why are you talking so much? I was on the stage after giving a performance. And she was like, you were talking so much on the stage, you needed to shut up, X, Y, and Z. But I like meeting people and talking with people. I came from a bigger family. I had five siblings in the household growing up. And I know I had two other siblings that were in a different country. So, I knew I had a big family. And I like that. I I met one of my closest friends in the 7 to 10 range. I met him at nine years old. You know, we were friends almost 20 years by the fall of 2022. But the point I'm trying to make is that that foundation is so critical. And if that's who we were. What changed over time for us? Think about who you were before the age of 10 is my question to you, right? Because I know that once you hit 11 to 15, when you hit adolescence and you hit middle school, it becomes a jungle, you know, kids with all these emotions. It's a lot going on, you know. So think about what did you enjoy doing growing up, you know. And if you don't remember, ask your mother or father or whoever was your guardian at these stages of your life because they, they know you like no one else, right? Like me, I enjoyed the hell out of wrestling. WW, when it's called WWF as opposed to E. You know, that was very, very fun for me. I enjoyed running up and down. I just remember running a lot when I was a kid. That makes sense. I ran track and it was very active in sports, but I just like doing that. And then playing Manhunt. I love doing stuff like that. That just was, that was me. You know, I also enjoy candy. (laughs) To this day, I like candy, but I got to be careful because of the dentist. But think about that for yourself. You need to be reminded of who you were because, I mean, that's I get, that might tap into what your calling actually is. A lot of us are so distant from our inner self that we don't even know what direction we're headed in. We just do what's going to make sense for the gram, for Facebook, you know, for social media. So other people could be like, clap, clap, you know, this is excellent, excellent job, double tap. But who really cares about the validation from others when you're not validating your own self-worth? <clears throat> What skills or talents did you have growing up? Regardless of whether you enjoyed it or not, all right? So certain people knew how to play the piano when they were younger. I think that's amazing because I played a trumpet. And I felt like when I played a trumpet, like, I thought it was nothing. Like, I remember I it was in fifth grade. And this one teacher was like, hey, come down. Um, come down here and, and we're going to do some stuff for, for band. We're going to learn to play. Um, we're going to have you play an instrument. I'm like, okay. And I, I never forget his name. His name was Mr. Muir. He ended up moving to, I believe, upstate New York. Um, but he was very, very cool. And he was like um, some older white guy, very down to earth. And I, I put the trumpet in my hand. And at first it was hard because I didn't know how to you know, play it. I had to blow into it. And you have to set your lips a certain way when you play the trumpet. It's kind of like you hold your lips tight and all that. And then... I eventually learned how to do it and next thing you know i'm playing the trumpet <laughs> for the neck up until 12th grade so i'm familiar with notes and band and things of that nature because i i just went down there and i just you know that's a good thing about being a, a child you know like, you have to revisit the actions of a child a child isn't really concerned about the outcomes the way we are as an adult adults like has to be very results oriented which is great it's ambitious but at the same time we we have put so much of our skills that we have on us to the side because we're so worried about the outcomes. Not everything has to have an outcome, guys. Certain things could be for pure enjoyment, and then next thing you know, because you enjoy it so much, outcomes do show up because your passion is behind it. That's what was happened with me in this podcast. I would do this regardless. I would do this regardless. But I'm just staying on top of a skill or a talent that I have, and something that I like, you know. So I think about me playing on Trump and what it led to. I also did a lot of speeches when I was younger. They had me do a lot of Dr. Martin Luther King speeches, and then next thing you know, I'm taking, I'm doing a speech while Bill Clinton is in office. And guess who came to um, hear my speech? Well, not to hear my speech was they were at this engagement, and they were and they heard my speech in the midst of that. Hillary Rodman Clinton. Yes. Donnie McClurkin was there. And then our um, county executive, Tom Swazi was there. My mom was in the audience. It was amazing. Guys, I was like, was it? Uh, I must have been 10 years old. 10 going on 11. Yep. Fifth grade. And that's what I'm talking about. I I had no fear of getting on stage because I did that as a child. I remember I was getting an award and I I remember walking up and I remember everybody was like looking and stuff. And I remember being a kid and I wasn't, I I got that overwhelming feeling, it got off of me. And I was in front of everybody. When I did those speeches, those oratorical contests, I was in front of everybody. I had no fear. Every time I get on stage, I get a a slight jitter and that's that excitement. But when I start talking, it's easy, smooth sailing. (laughs) But that's a skill, a talent I had. So, guys, think about that. Reflect on what your parents probably had you do when you were younger. And, like, this don't mean nothing. Go back to that. So many people cherish that. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. All right? In my, in my next couple of questions. Who was your biggest inspiration growing up? Guys, think about that. Who? Would, and I'm not talking about... it. Is, I'm not saying, like, no, you don't have to say Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I, I love okay, Jr. as well. I do. And I appreciate everything he's done for the for the black community. And others outside the black community. Because he helped a lot of other individuals. Of all backgrounds. Including white people. But when I'm talking about who's your biggest inspiration growing up. I'm talking about who's like your superhero. And I, if it was your parents, kudos to them. I love my mom to death. But, to, you know, when I'm talking about superhero. I think I'm outside of my mom. Because that's love right there for her. I was my my biggest inspiration growing up. That was, it was The Rock. I told y'all I was a wrestling fan when The Rock came on TV and it's not cuz of race or anything, you know. Cuz he is mixed, but it's the fact that the, he just came with this charisma. I just the way he came out, he walked with this confidence. He was so funny. He had that, you know, that charm, and the people loved him. And I just remember, I want to be like The Rock. And I was like, I remember his song came on. It was like, you know, dun, 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 dun. the rock says. And just like, you know, his, every time he came out there, it's like, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Like, he was just so proud. And the way in which he carried himself. And I was just like, that's who I want to be like. And I was and my mom knew that was like my favorite wrestler. And the only thing she said was, oh, wow, he looks good. That's the only thing she kept saying. But to me, that was my superhero. You know, I follow him on Instagram like The Rock, like literally inspired me, you know. And and the funny funny thing about it is that I knew I was a charismatic person based. And I, I got a lot of that from these characters. The Rock was one of them. My other favorite wrestler is Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Is like as very charismatic. I mean, like show off. Funny thing, him and the Rock actually had a little bit of beef, you know. So it's unfortunate they never got to fight each other in the match one on one. But those were my, you know, were my inspirations. But the Rock by far, definitely. And I look at what he's doing now. One of the best actors in the world, and that's something I hope to aspire to one day as well. But just seeing what he's done and what he's become i mean he's always been a motivator and inspiration for me and i that's that's a part of my inner child that i'm talking about like i'm a charismatic person and it's like oh where did that come from so i didn't have a defining moment but i had an influential moment that i choose to that i choose and i chose to take on it you know think about what was your inspiration growing up and be mindful what you chose to take on and if you chose to take on something, that's fine. That's fine. Just but just be aware of it. Next question. <clears throat> it's the last question in terms of your inner child. And is what did, did you do that was corny that down to earth people may appreciate today? <clears throat> Guys, this could be writing poems. Give girls candy because you like them. Write love letters. And really, I'm talking about myself because I've done these things. <laughs> All right. But. Guys, think about the things where people are like, okay, you're doing too much. Like, that's weird. Anytime somebody tells you something is weird, know that somebody else appreciates that weirdness. People do some weird shit, and it's appreciated elsewhere. And, guys, that's my message to you. When somebody finds you corny, go to where pe- people like that corniness. When I went to, I celebrated my friend's 29th birthday. My friend who I knew since, you know, uh, um, fourth grade. We we were friends a long time, and him and I, we were there, we were out and about, and I, I was looking around. I'm like, bro, I think I may move back to New York, to New York City, cause I we were in East Village, and it's just like yes, people of different backgrounds, sexuality wise, weight wise, everything. People were just being themselves, and I said to myself, you know what? Somebody probably found some of these people the corny. They probably were misfits, but in this area, in East Village, they fit the fuck in. You know why? Because. If you're corny, hang with other corny people. Y'all be corny together. But the point is, y'all are down to earth. And you're doing things that people really appreciate. Man, I wish people were a little bit weird sometimes. You know? I think it's almost it's weird that everybody wants to be the same. That's my thing. <clears throat> Dress a little different. Maybe you got... Yeah, that's one thing. Maybe you're corny because you dressed a little bit different. You may have wore, sus- I, you know, I thought about, I, I want to wear some suspenders the other day. <laughs> I don't know why. I ask, no, I know why. My mom had me in sus- some suspenders um, in this um, picture. I'm going to find that photo, too. And I remember I just, it was like a white suspenders. And it was so cute. Like, I was like, man, I want to put my child in that, you know. And and that's what she did for the style, you know. It, whatever you did that was corny. Maybe you dress up in a lot of colors. People are like, oh, you're doing too much. You know, that's but that's just who you are. That's just who you are. You can't you shouldn't be ashamed of that, guys. You know, maybe you're somebody who likes listening to the music that nobody likes listening to. That is where you think these 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 famous artists come from. They come from this weirdness. They come from this corniness. They're cut from a different cloth. Everyone's cut from a different cloth. So stop trying to make your cloth everyone else's. You're unique. You're special. You're weird with a purpose. <laughs> You're supposed to. You got to think about like when I hear like even Kanye West, that's like one of my favorite rappers. He actually got me into rap, by the way. Fellow Gemini of mine as well. People found him weird. I remember mean, when he first came out, he dropped the music and like, and now everybody, if those music, that music he dropped, is a they're all classics. It all falls down. All that stuff. All that stuff. All those things. You know, he cut it all off. Now he looked like... He, I mean, everything that he, he rapped about. I mean, people were like, oh, that's corny. He ain't rapping about guns. And he talked about this stuff. But look at him. Regardless of his current circumstance with Kim K. We're not going to get into, it, into that. This man was able to pull in billions of dollars. And keep a lot of that money for himself. Because he chose to be his true inner self. You guys have to tap into that. Whatever people called weird. go. My, this is my chance for you. Go back to that weirdness that people called you out on. And find other people with that same weirdness. And if you don't, just be weird for a little bit. Stay up late. Go to sleep real early. Go to these different kind of. Spots. Go to go to states that nobody even thinks about. Go to Montana. You know what I'm saying? Go on a vacation in the place where people don't find to be a true vacation. Go to parts of Africa that people haven't been. Go, you know, what I'm, you know, what I'm saying like go ahead and watch documentaries. Regardless of what people think, oh, you should be watching something more fun. And, you know, it, your goal isn't to be like everyone else. Like I said, you're unique. You're special. So just remember that and tap into it, guys. Now, let's let's ask. I want to ask another more important question, because this is a big one. And that is what traumatic experiences derailed you from who you were as a person? So think about the person that you were and what and what kind of like disrupted that a little bit. Maybe, and I talked about some of these things, maybe you felt that something you thought you were good at. Maybe you got you tried out for the basketball team and got cut. Maybe you, you won a spelling bee and then another one you messed up on. Maybe you weren't really good at running track like you thought you were. And these are all my experiences. I remember I got cut from the basketball team in middle school, but I actually did. I learned to play basketball By eighth grade, in that summer, eighth grade, hand to knife, I played basketball like hell. And I I wonder why I never tried out for the basketball team in high school, you know. But that is, it is what it is, you know. But to think about something you felt that and you just gave up on. Maybe you were an amazing ice skater, and then you messed up one time, and, and then boom, that's it. You never did it again. Maybe you did ballet, and then you probably... Broke your ankle, did a real bad um perform performance one time and just gave up. Maybe you know you the the shot was yours. You missed a game winning shot, you know. But think about, or maybe you 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 were doing speeches and then you messed up in one speech. You lost confidence. But think about something you felt that and it was probably traumatic for you, and then you allowed that to be a defining moment when it was just a moment acknowledge that, that it was a part of your traumatic experiences. And when you put it in that box, then you could be able to check it off and move forward. And more than likely, maybe even go back to that. Maybe you were teased for for your features. And it's, and, and what I'm saying about the person you were, it also includes your looks as well, too. Like, people tease me for having a, a, a big nose. Tyron, your big-ass nose. Oh, you know, and broad nose. Now, I get, as I get older, yes, my nose is broad. Or whatever, big, whatever you want to call it, but it's like, huh, Like, now black features are the thing, you know? And now, like, maybe got teased for being dark skin. and now dark skin is, like, this shit. You know how many people I know used to even make fun of, like, a lot of black features, and now I'm seeing a bunch of these interracial relationships? You'd be so surprised. I'm like, man, yeah, I chose to have babies with the same people you made fun of. Interesting. But, you know, maybe you were teased for being too skinny until when you got older... You realize everybody gained a bunch of weight, but because you were slim, you're one of the few people remaining in good shape. Maybe you got teeth for being so tall as a as a woman. And it's like, maybe every guy realized that they were short when they went, to, went away to probably college or out the real world. And like, that tall girl really ain't that tall. She's like average height. Maybe you got teeth for being tall as a guy. And then now it's benefiting you because... Now guys want your height or now you're on the basketball team. Now people respect you. It's just different things that people could tease you for. People may tease you because you had a have a um, you have an accent, but now your accent is making you podcast famous, like or making you YouTube famous for singing with a, a certain accent. It's just that, guys, a lot of things that you probably got teased for was part of that weirdness I talked about the inner person who you were and things you weren't ashamed about until people kept trying to point it out and they have you focus on things that they found to be flaws when there were a lot of great things about you, including those quote unquote flaws. Maybe you were teased for your abilities or it was undervalued by others. You know, like, oh, you know, certain people don't give you that appreciation. That's why I said don't rely on other people's validations. You don't need to look, th- look to them for that, you know, and tease for your abilities too. Like, Oh, some people may mock you because you might have the ability to sing and you're a guy. And they feel it like to be very feminine. It's like, when you get older, though, then it changes. And then being a guy, you know, being a singer as a guy, it's like, well, it's very well appreciated. So don't, like I said, you have to look at that and say, okay, that's some of his traumatic experiences. That I need to acknowledge. You know, maybe you were told you look stupid by others that cared about you. You know, maybe you were like, I remember one time I was working out, and then people just like, I was going for a run. It was like in Newark, New Jersey, and and these ladies were like almost laughing at me, like, why is he running in the hot ass sun? But because I was running in the hot ass sun, and I, I still work out to this day, I keep my body in great shape, and I know a lot of people falling off. You know, maybe people are like, "Oh, what are you doing? Doing all these flips and stuff like that." And next thing you know, you're in a dance, you're in a, in a dance scene for a music video or a movie. You know, and maybe you're practicing an instrument, and people are watching you do it, and you're doing it in like a subway station or something. People are like, "Oh man, look at this person." You know, and then you got teased and chastised for it, even by people that cared about you. Like I said. And then look, you're, it's paying off, because now you're on, on 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 stage, you're on Broadway, whatever the case may be. But in those moments when they told you you look stupid, and it's why people you cared about they added to the tra- That's traumatic experiences I find. Acknowledge it and move on, and or maybe you just did not feel supported by others that cared about you, you know. And that's a little bit more passive form of like almost like neglect, like. You tell somebody you have this thing going on, this dream, and they're like, oh, okay. Hmm. And it's just like, oh, they don't really even ask me more about it. It's part of the trauma that I'm talking about. Maybe you have experienced the death of a loved one. Often, this can make you ice cold and secluded from the world. It can make you lose faith because the world could become grim at this point. I know that happened for a lot of people. They just became very, you know rock hard you know and and it's understandable because your support system could vanish if you lost a parent or your spirit can be damaged if you lost like a friend. think about that, and maybe that person was your was the person who encouraged you the most you know maybe you could have been like on the path of being a singer and it was your dad who was pushing you and pushing you, and all of a sudden that person passes away unexpectedly and you and you, and you and you lose. That inner child that enjoyed the singing. Yeah, you probably appreciate it because your father was pushing you and your mother was pushing you. But you embraced that. You really enjoyed the skill of it. The death of a loved one, it, it, it could really just... It, people That could be a lot of people's defining moment. And like I said, it, it shouldn't be. It could influence you. But it doesn't make you who you are. I'm, I'm, I'm an ice cold person because I experienced this death of a loved one. No, I experienced this death one level of a this death of a loved one, and I was very hurt by it for some time. But I overcame it. That's what the story needs to be. Because your calling, I promise you, wasn't mourning. It was not to mourn. It was to inspire and to influence. Maybe you were physically attacked. You know, just, just for being you or having people who do not like you. So, you know, certain people, they've experienced that. I know certain women have, you know, um, and and sometimes even with people who are close to them and certain fellows do, too. You know, somebody doesn't like you because maybe you just there are you know, sometimes when you can be yourself and you don't have to try and other people have to. They are bothered by it. They really are like just. Me, I'm a happy-go-lucky person, and I know certain people are just bothered by that. Like, why is he so happy? I remember people, remember people used to say to me, why do you, why, what are you smiling about? Why do you smile so much? And certain people even said, ain't nothing to smile about. This is when I was in middle school. You know what that means, guys? That means that there was joy within me, and other people just were bothered by me being content amid us growing up in this rough environment. So people want to want to share their misery with you; they don't want you to be happy, and they will take it out on you physically. People are just—it's another way of people when people want to attack you and hurt you. It's another way of them saying, "Why are you so content, and I'm not?" And it could come from people that you care about sometimes too. It's not just random enemies, and it, and and while it could be physical attack, it could be a verbal attack. It just it just could take a toll on you though. And, and, but don't let that define you because you know what happens when that happens, especially when something physical happens to you, where you get into a fight and people try to, you know, get, you know, bully you or do something. What happens is that you feel like you got to change moving forward, but you have to stand in who you are as a person, guys, you, keep, you have to fight back. And I don't mean physically, but I'm talking about mentally when something like that happens to you. It could be very traumatic. It could overtake you, but it could seep some poison in you and it and it could and, it could, and almost cause your purpose to be extinct or lost forever I and mean, that's why they say forgiveness is so important. you have to move past that. you have to because when you've had some physical damage and some scars left over from that and mental scars more importantly. You don't want to move on from that, but you have to. Or else you will never get... Or to you become who they wanted you to be. They wanted you to be them. Your adversaries wanted you to be them. No, you be you. All right? And the next thing is abuse in any capacity. This could be, phys, like I said, it's physical attack. We already mentioned. It might be sec, sexual abuse, um, verbal abuse. I mean, like... That can really take a toll. Just like I said with the previous example, but you can't sit in it. Cause it doesn't do anything for you when you do that. And I can't speak for everyone, but I just know that like I've had some tough moments in life with um certain things, um, and fallouts with certain people and certain situations, and I, I recognize that. You can't sit in a, in a moment where it's going to make you very bitter. It's going to eat away from who you are and like the true inner self of who you who you are. It's going to take away from the greatness you could bring to the world. And another thing to think about is if you've been unreasonably disciplined, probably prison kicked out of school. I mean, you guys know about the Central Park Five. And I feel like there were different kinds of men you know, the diff- the men that they became, it was just different based on their circumstances. Certain ones were bitter and upset about what happened. And rightfully so, like, I completely get it. And others were just, they found joy and peace within an experience that they had because just how they were and what resources they had and their circumstances. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying, though, is just that, like, unreasonable discipline is, like, It's reminded that the world is unfair. But what's more unfair to yourself is to let yourself be defined by that. Okay? So don't don't let it. The next question I have for you guys is, what were some words that inspire you and words that damage you? And I know I talked about, you know, verbal abuse and things of that nature, but there are two sides to words, guys. All right? It can either uplift you or put you down. That's how I honestly feel. And maybe something in between that could be it could cause you to think. But when someone calls you to think, that's a form of inspiration to me because they're bringing you into your consciousness. Um, but these three questions consider heavily. Because they're going to tell you what words meant to you. So did someone tell you that you did not matter? Or did they imply that? You know, when someone when someone does that, you know, they may say it in a passive or they may say it in a subtle way, rather, a little undertone. You know, maybe it was even apparent. parent, you know, like, oh, we're not worried about you. Let's take care of that that person. When somebody makes you feel like you did not you don't matter or you did didn't matter, then. I mean, you might feel like there's no point in being who you are, but you can't lose yourself because of that. Did someone tell you that you were an annoyance to them or to the group you're affiliated with? If you're hanging out with a group of friends and they find you to be annoying, especially when you're being yourself and you feel like you're not doing anything that's particularly wrong, they just don't feel like you know, you're somebody that they want to be with, you need to take a step back. And I, and I talk about that in the Filtering Friends podcast. You can go back and listen to it. But if they're bothered by it, you may need to take a step back and find some new people. Because if, if it's to that point and they feel comfortable enough to say that, like it's like after having an honest conversation, you got to really be able mm-hmm. to see what that group is for you. Because it may not be that group. The people around you can influence you. And they can influence you in a way that brings you closer to your inner self or draws you away. I want people who's gonna bring you closer to your inner self. They can be different from you, have different interests, but if they find you to be an annoyance and nuisance to them, you know, basically telling you don't fit in with them, that you, then that's when you start to kind of uh, suppress who you are because now you, you matter to the group. Don't do that. You probably be better off being alone. Or searching long, much longer and harder for other people who do embrace you. Next thing is, did someone tell you to shut up when you spoke about your passions? Now this, did someone tell you to shut up or shut you down when you spoke about your passions? If you're saying interest in X, Y, and Z, and someone gives you a strong, aggressive, like, uh, rebuttal. Like, well, you're always talking about this than other, Or sis, I don't really... I don't really see you doing this, that, and the other. And they just just dismiss you and what you have to say. Or like, yo, what are we talking about right now? Like, nobody want to hear that. When they do that to you, that can make you feel that your weirdness is nothing, that your interests mean nothing, that your inner self doesn't have any merit, doesn't hold, hold any weight when it does. My, my thing to you is that when they shut you down, let them know that they did and you don't appreciate that. And if they shut you down, maybe that's somebody you don't want to tell about your passions. And maybe you need to find somebody you can tell and who also cares and can allocate some time. So consider those things. Did someone tell you what you that you did not matter? Did someone tell you you were annoyance to them or to the group you were affiliated with? And did someone tell you to shut up or shut you down when you spoke about your passions? Because you need to know the words that inspire you, but also be familiar with those that damage you. All right. So I figured right now I'd give some tips to help you think about avoiding a life-defining moment and defining what your life means for you by tapping into your inner self. And I want us to consider, is there an opportunity to regain your confidence and believe in yourself again? And the answer is yes, of course, guys. So here's a few things that can help you. The first thing is therapy. Therapy is the number one answer for you. It it did wonders for me because you cannot allow anything to be a life-defining moment. All experiences account for something, but they should not define who we are regardless of how discomfort in the situation Experiences help us help give us perspective, but when it overtakes our lives and diminishes the joy we used to have for things that brought us joy, we should consider discussing this with a professional who was licensed to impact these events. So, guys, going to therapy will help you see more of like it will help you come to more terms with who you are and what you're looking for what you desire, and understanding your expectations, and, um, and, and, and understanding things that have occurred in the past. I recommend you all do what I did therapy. You should do it too. I promise you it's helpful. Revisit childhood experiences as well. Revisiting childhood experiences that can be easily addressed with individuals, rather. See, if it is possible to reconnect with a coach, Teachers, school administrators, teammates, managers, parents, siblings, friends, whoever, these people can give you an outsider's perspective on things. And if they are trusted, they can see your blind spots to help you with, to help with your insight on your childhood experiences. Now, if these people were adversaries in your eyes, their perspective may help or clear up misunderstandings around things they did. So if you have certain people who you are, they left a bad taste in your mouth, maybe it's because of the perspective on the situation. And so maybe you need to address some of these childhood experiences to be able to tap into your inner self and what what happened at that critical time in your life because childhood matters so much. Next tidbit, rekindle certain relationships and skill sets. Too many times people forget that life is not over and that they can go ahead and get back to the things they enjoyed. Sometimes age or obligations like family, children, or work makes it more difficult, but this is all still possible for many individuals. Furthermore, it can do us justice to reconnect with those people who had a positive impact in our lives and remind us who we truly are deep down and not what we try to present to the world or the lesser version of ourselves. All right. So reconnecting with those people could be very important, but. I just want to throw one more tip in there. Guys, connect with friends who make you feel free. And if they don't make you feel free when you reconnect with them or connect with them tomorrow, think about that for a second. Because that's somebody you probably can't be open with. You can't be yourself with. You know, and maybe it might be even a, a significant other who you're with. And, and you don't, I've dated certain women who, who I feel like I really couldn't be myself with. I feel like I was annoying them a little bit and I said you know what these aren't the people I need to be with so just really think about that for a second and, and who's going to make you feel free when you reconnect with them and think about those, those skill sets you had and who's, who would appreciate those things alright another tip that you guys probably knew was coming, meditate travel and recalibrate Guys, right? so we all just need to hit a reset button, unfortunately we cannot reset our lives But we can recreate our lives by making new memories, ridding ourselves of people and things that cause us pain. Rewire our minds through yoga or meditation. Guys, use the meditation app. Just meditate. Just think freely and relax. And traveling so we can know what it is to leave our environment and be elsewhere. Sometimes you just need to get up and go. And you don't have to necessarily go out the country. You might just go to a different state or you might go to a different city where no one who you know is at. Take that Uber and go somewhere take that weekend getaway trip and go on your own. I don't care if you don't have friends. Go to Montana on your own. I I want to go to Montana, that's why I keep mentioning it. You know, go to Wyoming on your own. You know, and and go to Indiana on your own. Go to Minnesota on your own. And because it just it just give you it will clear up your mind and give you a different perspective. You know, like when I went to Brazil with my with my with my good friend who I just celebrated his birthday this past weekend, we had an amazing time. It, it, we got into a little argument too, but despite that, we had a great time. And it just like we felt free. We felt free. And that's the kind of relationship I had with that person, but we weren't stressing about women because they were, you know, they were available. Like, I mean, like just to date and just to hang out and be friends, but they were cool. Everyone was down to earth. People wanted to talk to us. It was a rich experience. And I remember when that same friend had gone to Spain, he had told me, how much it just helps his life so much. And it's like he can't he was he was a that much more confident of a person and he knew more for who he was. It was it was amazing. It was just like he was inspired to do so much, and it's just like that's what you need sometimes. You need a reset button and you need to be in an environment where you could be able to do that at. And when you do that, guys, you're gonna tap back into who you are. You're gonna be reminded of the person you are deep down. And the last one. The last suggestion I have to regain confidence and believe in yourself again. Fall in love. Yep, I said it. Relationship style, fall in love. Ladies and gentlemen, please do yourself this favor. It would change your whole perspective on life. Because when you have somebody who really cares about you and who has your back, boy, oh boy. Like, I mean, that... uh, I know those little ones that I've had with certain people that I've I've felt strongly about, and they just let me be me. That's the that's the one that the ones that I like. It's not they're not judging. They're not asking just a bunch of random questions. They really do, and if they're asking questions, they really do care. But they just let me be me, and just like, and and they like the weird parts about me. And not everyone makes you feel that way. They're not. Laughing at you, they're laughing with you. And they like to just watch you be yourself. they just, you know, enamored with that. So, guys, fall in love. Because I'm pretty sure the person you fall in love with, and hopefully it's reciprocated, and it's not an unrequited love. If they're in love with you, they're going to they're gonna love those things about you. And they're going to remind you how special you are and how important your awareness mm-hmm. is. You know, and, and when I talk about defining moments. You won't have a defining moment falling in love. But that's the moment that you could keep recreating every day if you choose to stay with that person. Guys, so, you know, find that that person, you know, who you chose to be intimate with and close with and share your heart with, because you can share so much more. Those dreams, those ambitions, those things deep down, and they're going to care enough to, to, to question, impress a little bit like, no, who are you really? And they're going to see those blind spots because they're that much invested in you. So just leave off, leave off with these last words. Don't let anything define you. Like I said, that's God's job. Don't allow others to project their fears onto you. Right? Because people like to do that too. They're like, oh, you're doing a podcast? What? Yeah, I'm doing a fucking podcast. And that's what I'm going to do. Or maybe you need this, that. No, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to see where it goes. I have no boundaries. With, with me and where I want to go in life. So don't allow others, to, allow others to project fears onto you. Don't let yourself internalize what others say to you and make it your burden. Put the feedback of others on a shelf bro. reminding yourself you are not your job. You are not one mistake on one moment. You can always recover and recreate your life. God always forgives and so can you. Life goes on whether you want it to or not. And people still think you are important, even though life goes on. And last but not least, you choose how you want to experience life. With that being said, guys, I just want you to just think and reflect on the times in which you were letting yourself go. And let that inner self slip away. Guys, get it back. The inner child is still, still in you. That little boy, little girl is still in you. It's not always a bad thing. It's that's a genuine you. And it's a good part of yourself, guys. And we have limited time on this earth. Life is not guaranteed. We saw that with COVID-19. And as you're being mindful, be mindful that not one single thing should define who you are. Don't allow that. But allow yourself to find out who you are by tapping into you. Don't look out, look within. Because there's some weirdness in there, there's some uniqueness in there, there's some gold in there. And it's waiting to be unlocked. Thank you for listening to th- for today's episode. And please pass this message on to someone. And as usual, continue to stay strong in America, everyone. Thank you.